Here we are. We're back. We got more than coffee, the podcast. And today we got a special guest, um, Matt Kiefer. That's right. Oh, yeah. Thanks yes, for sir. Us. I mean, dude showed up to the to the uh, podcast with the best shirt on. So I was like, I know this is about to be a good episode. Um, so I'm liking the vibes. So this is where we just take it easy now. Yeah, this is where we take it easy. <laughs> we're, about to, we're about to take it real easy here. We always started off with a little bit of coffee. Today, um, we've got this mocha pot I got in Italy. So we're about to try this out. This is a... Uh, you know, not as strong as espresso, but it'll still it'll still give you a you know a little kick. You know, you just, just wanted to just let for the podcast. know that he was in Italy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to plug myself. Is that on the one you just got the trip? You just yeah, got I just from? got this. I uh, we went to one of the touristy places, and you know, I had to had to uh, give him my dollar for sure. But um, let me try this. Let you try it first. <laughs> <laughs> you know i am i'm weak when it comes to the i want to watch the coffee guys reaction yeah, it ain't nothing for him hey i i like good coffee like <laughs> this is my reaction anything, every time yeah. <laughs> so it has a very robust uh aroma, robust yeah pretty robust robust <laughs> yeah what um what are we using here is this uh nova this is uh hold up give me one second i'm, I'm gonna go out of the frame just for this here we go this is what we got okay yeah you know straight from italy it's probably like the worst kind they serve over there i just bought it because it was in the place they're probably like yeah buy this it's italy so it's uh it's interesting though oh look at the ground look at like look inside there it looks pretty good it's like a, uh, I guess they, they uh, it's a lot finer than I, I would imagine. Is this an instant coffee? I, I'm not sure what it is. They, they use that in their mocha pots, man. I don't know. Is that is this specifically for mocha Yeah, pot? yeah. I felt like it That's was almost. More, that looks almost like instant coffee. It's crazy. Very fine grind. It's like Turkish looking. Yeah, meat. Turkish. Mm. Who yeah, knows? I'd say robust. Yeah, robust. <laughs> yeah. That's how apparently they, this is like the staple for like Italian homes over there, so. Yeah. Huh. Like, if you don't have an espresso machine, this is what they're using to make their coffee. Uh, they have cool. the they have like Keurig type things, but a little bit different. Have to do some more research on that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Anyways, we got Matt here, and Matt, you've got like a lot of stuff going on, and so we're gonna get into it a little bit. Um, I feel like you could really run this show, honestly, with you know how much the stuff you've got going on. Um, so let's just get into uh, everything that you know with Imago Day to the Wolf Company and all that. Let's start talking about that because I think there's a lot of stories to tell about this this kind of thing. So, uh, okay, so um, it's not just me by myself. I should say, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, we got we got we should have had, we can get Jerome on a, an episode. Yeah, probably. yeah. My my partner Jerome, perfectly suited partner. Mm-hmm. I couldn't ask for a better partner. Yeah, he. Um, I actually think about it probably at least once a day. Yeah, yeah. He's not perfect but he's my he's the perfect partner <laughs> me, you know um well uh how do you want me to start like from well, the beginning i, I kind of want to know like how you got into coffee because i know like you're very knowledgeable about it and, and that's because you've had so many years like you know studying it experimenting with it roasting coffee i want to like i guess is the wolf brand where you began okay so we uh yeah the wolf coffee company was the first mm. thing we did with coffee um however i didn't drink coffee until I was 26. Really? Yeah. Why? Um, because this is, I actually share this at uh, every um, every espresso training yeah. with our people. Um, it was because my first experience with 
espresso uh -huh. in particular was probably like most people's first experience with espresso yeah. wasn't entirely <laughs> different than the smoke <laughs> pot um and so actually um i was probably 13 or 14 yeah um my i come from a split family so um, my mom had custody growing up mm -hmm. and i have a brother and a sister so every third tuesday it would be my turn to have a special night with my dad mm-hmm and uh, that meant we had 20 bucks to spend however we wanted to do go wherever we want. And um, and one of the things I liked to do was go to the bookstore in, in St. Louis. Yeah. The choices were Borders or book or uh, Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Barnes and Noble. Yeah. And Barnes Classic. And, yeah. So Barnes and Noble is still around. I don't see Borders anyway. Yeah. I've never heard of Borders. Uh, it was also right around the time it started to become popular for um, uh, bookstores to put cafes in. Okay. For the people who like to come in, gotcha. look at books, maybe read the whole mm -hmm. book in mm -hmm. the bookstore. And so we went to Borders um, to look at CDs, mm. actually. That's what I wanted to go uh, look at. Um, and uh, there was a coffee shop there. So I was like, oh, let's go get coffee. Yeah. And uh, I walk up to the menu and <laughs> I thought, oh, I'm going to get some real serious coffee here. Yeah. And so I'm looking under espresso and the first thing I noticed was there's no X an espresso. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Com people, common misconception. Yeah. People say espresso all the time. I know. I mm -hmm. thought as a 13-year-old, I thought it was espresso because it was fast coffee. Yeah. Do you do you find yourself wanting to correct people when they say that? Uh, so I have a thing for words to yeah, anyway. Yeah. I, 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 it's not uncommon for me to correct people on any word. Um, and, uh, and I don't do it when you're a stranger. Yeah. Unless there's just the right kind of chemistry going yeah, on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Unless you're rocking with the vibes, you know. Yeah. So if it depends, it just depends. Yeah. I'm, but <laughs> I, I, I definitely have an inkling to, to do so. Yeah. Um. So the first thing I noticed was no X in, in espresso, mm -hmm. and so I already knew I was way out of my element, and um, and I start looking at the espresso options. Yeah. And I see double shot. Cappuccino latte, and I'm okay. thinking, okay, you're like you're in for something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is what you order. <laughs> uh, I bet double shot is like the most ultimate one because it's mm -hmm. double. Yeah, you know? mm -hmm. so I ordered a double shot, and uh, I'm expecting like this big, what which what I should have ordered was a latte. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was expecting, just double latte, <laughs> uh, and what I got was the little uh, espresso cup on a saucer. And I look down and it's like tar. I, 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 my dad looks at me and goes, that's not what you were expecting, was it? <laughs> and I, I'm like, no, dad, it wasn't. And because I was 13. What, what yeah. a dad yeah. thing to say, though. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he thought it was funny. Though. He said that to me more than once in my yeah. life. <laughs> and, uh, and so anyway, I'm, I'm you know, having big boy coffee, so yeah. I'm going to do it. And I taste it, and it is just pure ash in liquid form. A-S-H. <laughs> oh and uh, I, I thought, well, I started this. I, I have to finish it. And went to the condiment stand mm -hmm. and got like five sugar in the raw packets and dumped that in. And it, it oh, just was wow. sweet ash. Threw it down the hatch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's so, your first time trying. Yeah, and that was my last time <laughs> until I was 33 to have espresso. Holy yeah. cow. No, I, I, no, I had lattes. Yeah. I, I mean. Just, you're talking about straight espresso. Yeah. Just like espresso. I, yeah, and I was a pretty... And I'm, I'm a pretty extreme personality. Uh, yeah. And so, like, there were, like, I'd be out with friends and I'd get, like, a six-shot latte or something. You know. With, with double syrup, you know, that kind of thing. But I didn't start drinking coffee 
truly, mm. until I was working overnights. And I was working 15-hour overnights, three nights in a row. Where at? Uh, it's a place called Capstone Treatment Center. Oh, awesome I've place. heard of that. Yeah. I've heard of it. They do amazing stuff there. Yeah. They change lives there. Really? Yep. And, um, and so I was a night man there, and I was drinking Rockstar Energy drinks and Five Hour Energy, usually both in the Dude. same night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, I got to change this. Yeah. This is, yeah, do this is taking years off my life. Yeah. Right yeah. So I started drinking office coffee mm. and I was dumping like all kinds of powdered creamers and stuff into that. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to stop this. I'm taking years off my yeah, life. Yeah. So I just learned how to drink black office coffee and not hate it. Yeah. And then my brother in St. Louis, he, uh, he brought me to blueprint coffee mm-hmm. and he said, you need to try a pour over. <laughs> From Blueprint, they roast their coffee. It's incredible coffee. Yeah, and it was the first time I tried a coffee and thought, "Whoa, this can be good." Yeah, and that's that's where that's, that's where coffee weird. started for me. Wow, I'm also 38, so this dude, was, that's this is I, what I, I wanted to talk about. I know, I really like, you saying that people are going to be watching this? Like, no way. Like, well, that's you, crazy. I, I I said I hadn't had it till I was 26. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a while ago now. So. Um, yeah. You still you look like you're 26 now. Though. Yeah, no. It depends. Not... It depends on when you catch me. How much facial hair I've grown <laughs> it, out, or imagine many... if you didn't have all the energy drinks, how much oh, man, more youthful you'd be. Well, or maybe I'm actually more youthful because of the energy drinks. You know, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't think, think it, it works I, that way. I honestly think it was that that ashtray you drank. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much you want to hear about it, about that kind of thing. But when I was a kid, yeah. I woke up like before my parents after a party one night. Uh-huh. And there was a Pepsi left on the speaker, and I'm like, oh, no. oh yes. Yeah. And I take a big gulp and a cigarette butt oh. straight down my throat, all the way to the stomach. Oh, and, dude. And that's actually what I thought about when I drank oh, that shot of espresso. Gosh. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't really share that detail. No, I mean, that's a uh, special class. But. Oh, did you throw up after that? I wanted to, but yeah. no, I have a pretty steel constitution. Dang, yeah. that's wild. But you, you've got the stash going. I know that. you got the best-looking stash around right now. That's, well, that's not true. You don't actually. think so? No, no. Come on, I where's have, the curls at with it? Come on. That's, the, that's the problem. Oh, you can't. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's. Unless we get some comments coarse. on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rate, rate Matt's stash. Uh, <laughs> one through ten. Give me uh, any tips on, on the right mustache waxes yeah. to use. Yeah. Dude, that, that stuff can get pretty uh, intense. I've, I've seen a lot of barbers trying to promote their... Their waxes and yeah. sprays and all that. I thought about on the way over here. I, it's time for me to shave this thing over. Really? Yeah. How, How long did you have that? About a year. A year? Yeah. Okay. Wanted to. I, I told my mom I give her, give her a shout out. She wanted to tell me how much. Uh, she wanted to tell you how much she likes your hair as well. So uh, maybe we can get all that going on in the in the comments too. Yeah, well, the the so hair, the stash, and the outfit. Everybody just rate it one through ten, and uh, we'll we'll hype we'll hype Matt up there. Yeah, for sure. You guys are starting to embarrass me. <laughs> so so you have your espresso shot. Yeah. Um, when you're 33, is that mm-hmm. what you said? Yeah. Okay. So so there was a there's a gap there. Yeah. There's a gap. Let, let's hear about that. So at 26, I I had been unmedicated for ADHD since 18. Really? And I felt like I was really spinning my wheels. And so I started working on kind of getting a good grasp on, mm-hmm. on living non-medicated with ADHD. And so I started a morning routine that incorporated um, some tactical, relaxed focus and uh, reading. And so what I would do is I would hand grind and um, do a manual pour over. And then I would go and put a record on and read while there was a record. And, and I would use um, Seeger Rose, which if you guys haven't listened to Seeger Rose, 
that's uh, excellent music for yeah. studying, for reading, or just wanting to enjoy life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Icelandic. And so the reason I chose Sigur Rós is because it, the words, English words won't hijack my mind. Yeah. Right? It's, it's just like another instrument. So hmm. um, I started doing that for about four years. Wow. And, um, and during that time, I also came to terms with that, although I'd been avoiding it for most of my adult life, business is kind of where yeah. I'm made to be. That's what I'm called to do. Um, and so I met Jerome mm-hmm. at Capstone. He became a nightman while I was one of the uh, night staff managers there. And, um, and he worked as a nightman for about a year and then took a different position within Capstone. Yeah. And we were waiting in line for the iPhone 6. <laughs> iPhone 6. Yeah. Didn't AT&T. have like a 6S too or something? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. when they were doing those. Every yeah. Day, I think. 6, 6S. And that was also when people were kind of no longer starting. They were phasing in the uh, pre-order stuff. Uh, but yeah. it hadn't oh, okay. caught all the way yet. Yeah. So the Apple store still had lines. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to drive to Little Rock. So we just went to AT&T at like <laughs> 4 in the morning. No one else showed up. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> AT&T store. And, and I actually had to pre-order mine anyway because I wanted the maximum capacity uh, and they didn't yeah. have any in stock. Of course, yeah. they never do. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I waited in line to wait another two weeks anyway. So... Um, <laughs> 4 a.m. I, I waited in line yeah. Yeah. where there's no line yeah. to wait two more weeks anyway. So, awesome. yeah, so we, um, we did, though, have a conversation there that um, allowed us to realize we have some very similar business philosophies and mm. values and we decided we didn't know what we were going to do we, am i having a hard sh- no you're good you're, you're totally fine you're right. i didn't know what we were going to do but i i knew we were going to do business together yeah so we we started off trying to explore what we we're going to do we thought real real estate was going to be the way to go yeah. um and then we came up with this really exciting way out of the box business yeah. plan and i told my wife amber <laughs> i told her the other day that uh i don't want to do anything unless it's just uh, going to be something that could be amazing. Yeah, yeah. And so we, that's what we started down this path. And coffee was a component. Did he have any, like, did Jerome, I mean, Jerome could probably tell us more, too. Did he have yeah. any, like, prior, like, experience or, like, with coffee that kind of, like, aligned? With oh, absolutely not. Oh, okay. No, no, none at all. So, okay, so then that, that stems my question of, like, <laughs> so you're talking about real estate, and then you just, like, get to – a component of coffee of how you're going to do this. I've got it. Like, what do you, okay. So neither one of you had like that experience though. Right. Yeah. So part of the plan is still top secret. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of what we're doing, but a component of the plan is coffee. Yeah. And, but at the time it was just this little small component. We, we weren't, we weren't going into coffee. Uh Okay. And so, it was just like an interesting mix within the master plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That makes more sense. Then. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I was growing a passion for coffee, mm-hmm. but that was on an individual level. Yeah, enough to in, include this component into the the big plan. Yeah, yeah. But it was the easiest point of entry for us, for sure. And, and so we decided, okay, the hardest thing to do is start. Yep. So Jerome and I scraped together halvesies on a one kilogram roaster, and, and we were told one kilogram is too small. Yeah, don't start with one kilogram. But it's what we could afford. Well, how much? How much was it? Do you know? Yeah, um, at the time, I'm pretty sure we paid somewhere between five and six thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. And y'all just did halvesies, kind of 
jump in together on it? Or? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it sat in a crate for a year. Really? Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but um, it was during this time where I went down to Hot Springs mm-hmm. and Amber and I were going down there. We do a, a getaway at the beginning of every yeah. year, disconnect from everything, Sounds get good. clarity on what our direction is for the year. That's, you know, all that. All yeah, that that's good. Stuff. I feel like that's beneficial for sure. It is, yeah. yeah. And um, and we chose Hot Springs this year. Yeah. There's some tree houses down there that are pretty nice. Oh, wow. And, um, and whenever I travel, I always want to go to the local coffee shop. I'm the same way. Yeah. There, <laughs> yeah you got to go check it out. There's, You can guarantee that you're going to at least get some heart mm-hmm. in whatever is happening. Well, uh, what do you, like what's your go-to when you visit? Like, what are you going to order? Do you like just decide when you get there? Or do you kind of have an, do you like to try the same thing? So coffee shops all have feels, right? Yeah. And if it's a, like a cozy coffee shop, but they're kind of using an old, like some old, like, um, like, you know, kind of beat up espresso yeah. machine. And you can tell that they're <laughs> not putting much effort into the equipment that they're yeah. using. I'm going to get a latte. Okay. Uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask, what is what is special to what you guys do? Yeah. Um, because if they're not putting a lot of effort into their equipment, mm-hmm. they're probably not putting a lot of effort into their execution. Gotcha. Right? If I go, to, if I go into a place and I, they're using – it doesn't have to be brand new stuff. Yeah, yeah. But if it, it has to be maintained. maintained. If they're maintaining their equipment and they're using stuff that's a, a little bit better than passing fare mm-hmm. – then I'm gonna get the idea. Okay, they're they're actually putting effort into yeah, like they want it how they're mm-hmm. getting to the coffee. And that's when I'll say, "What do you guys have on pour over?" Mm. Okay. And if I'm really feeling adventurous, if I if if I'm going to an excellent place where you know you know you when you walk in the door, if you're in an excellent place, yeah. I'll maybe do a double shot. Really? Yeah. You go back to it because of Hot Springs. Yeah. So going back to Hot Springs, um, Red Light Roastery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the guy's name is Adam Moore, and he um, has a, a little coffee shop in Hot Springs called Red Light Roastery. Really? Yeah. And is that he, a red light? It's I don't think there's a red light. There. <laughs> uh, the uh, and he has he's he had just recently started roasting mm. uh, right after right before we had visited there, and he was roasting on a on a uh, I think it's a ten kilogram or maybe twelve kilogram roaster that he gotcha. bought in Minneapolis and um and he had bought the one kilogram roaster in, in fact he was the one who said it's probably not a great idea yeah. to buy mm-hmm. a one kilogram roaster because he had started roasting coffee and six months later was up in Minnesota he drove up there to buy whatever he could get that was yeah. bigger anything that wasn't Wait, a one so kilogram. Are, are these like the for people that don't are these like the size of the units or what? so most roasters are are sized by kilogram kilogram and it's one three five seven twelve mm. and then they, they go up to like 150 kilograms really? yeah you can or more i think i've i think i've seen 170 how much, how much do those usually run like 150 kilogram ones i have no clue that's that <laughs> is in a different universe that's probably like higher that, that's that's yeah. a that's a size of roaster that we'll never buy yeah yeah um because of the roast the type of roaster we are that's yeah. that's massive so something like massive. west rock's going to be using or theirs yeah, is even bigger yeah that's yeah. the kind of stuff that's happening really? there. Yeah. yeah they're west rocks roasting like 25 50 thousand pounds at a time Oh wow! Yeah. So the um, the uh, he was he was he was cruising on his twelve kilo. I think it was a twelve kilogram, mm-hmm. and um, and he had a natural 
processed Ethiopian that he was pulling espresso shots on, yeah. which was like, wait a second, this is the kind of stuff I'm using for pour over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I, for the first time since 13, 20 years <laughs> later, I, I know I was 33 because my wife was, was like within months of, of having or giving birth to yeah. our, our son. And, um, and so I, I try the espresso and it's like a fruit explosion. Really? Yeah, that that ashtray is not there anymore. Wow! <laughs> and it was, and I thought, whoa, it's different. You can make good espresso. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that's what opened espresso up. Yeah. Back up to me. Damn. A lot of people don't know about that. Go. T- t- will you talk about kind of like notes within espresso? Like you know, even people that work for me at this point. You know, we don't go into a lot of that yeah. at this point. Well, that would go over their head. I mean, it goes over my head. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, train people. So, yeah. like. it's yeah. Until you've had an experience like that, you have no clue, like, what espresso can be. It's pretty crazy, actually, though. Yeah. And so I equate it to music. Yeah. Um, and I think it's an, an analogy that you don't have to be huge into music to, to get it. But mm-hmm. to me, it's the easiest way to describe the note, finding the notes. Really? So in music. When you first hear a song, let's say your your band or mm-hmm. what an artist that you like drops a new album and they release their first single, you hear the song and you kind of immediately know, I like the sound, yeah, or I don't like the sound, or the sound's okay, or the sound's not compelling. Mm-hmm. You know, what well, you get kind of a a, a a your precursory idea of the music, mm-hmm. but let's say you really liked it, yeah, and you listen to it again and you're starting to kind of get some of the words and mm-hmm. understand and, and have that memorized after your fourth or fifth listen, all of a sudden you're starting to, you're singing along, you know, yeah. the song and all of a sudden you hear a, a vocal harmony that you didn't hear before because yeah. you're singing along. And then as you're singing, you hear that harmony kicks in. And you're like, Whoa, that was, that's, mm-hmm. that's been, it's been, it's been there the whole time, Yeah, but it was under the sound. Yeah. And then you all of a sudden start hearing your, your, layers of guitars and your layers of different instrumentation, maybe some percussion. And it's not all that different to me when finding the, the notes in mm-hmm. the, both the aroma or mm-hmm. the, the coffee itself and the tasting note. Wow. Uh, you have to kind of get past the, the initial, you know, experience of this is the way coffee tastes, yeah, yeah. right? I think that's the hardest part whenever it, I've it done cuppings with mo- people. Most people don't, like... Like, I hear people all the time, like, oh, I like this coffee better than this coffee. But, like, when they tell you why, it's it's usually with the sweetness and, mm-hmm. and because they're usually getting lattes with a lot of sugar. You know? Right, yeah. yeah. And that makes also, it difficult. also, the added layer of complexity when you're cupping or tasting coffee is it has to be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you, so, when you're, when you're fi- dialing in an espresso recipe, mm-hmm. if you are, if you don't, if you're not dialed in and you're trying to assess the strength of your yeah. dose you're going to taste it's all going to taste bad yeah and but the 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 stronger is going to taste worse to you mm-hmm. than the weaker dosed coffee that's weird but it's it's actually <laughs> probably pretty similar to the equal uh-huh. level of bad one's just stronger so there's a whole lot more you kind of have to get through before you can even start pulling out the stuff you have to get to where you like the coffee yeah which like mm-hmm. like if you like a song to go deeper right that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's so the analogy. Many, I, I, yeah, I mean, I like that analogy. I think that's pretty good. I mean, it's crazy to see like how you go from that one experience at 13 and then to like trying it again at 33 and be like, wow, this is like, there's actually a good way mm-hmm. to do this. Yeah. You know, 
and by then you kind of already were learning about it and knowing mm-hmm. like what what was going to be good and i do the same thing whenever i travel too so like i have a, i actually i have a go-to like if i'm kind of if i go to a place and it's kind of like what you were saying where you're not really feeling the vibe or whatever yeah. um i'll get i usually just get a vanilla latte yeah, and and I you can actually judge. I've gotten pretty good at judging if their espresso is actually that good or what kind of mm-hmm. uh, processes they have by based off their vanilla latte. I'm pretty sure you ordered a vanilla latte when you came into Imago Day the first time. I did. Yeah, I, I promise <laughs> Dude, you. I did. He always tells me to get a vanilla latte. So <laughs> it's, I, yeah. it's so much easier it, to judge it. It's yeah. weird because I every time I do it, I, I I do see a difference in a lot of places. It, it tells you their sugar ratio, the milk ratio, the espresso strength. Um, yeah. They, if you get it hot, it tells you their their skills because you can get the texture. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. But then if you like, I went to Dallas a couple years ago, and I went, it's one of my favorite cafes I've ever been in. Um, I went in and I was like, oh man. I was just looking around. They they were roasting their own chocolate, uh, roasting all their stuff in house. Like you could watch mm-hmm. everything. I was like, I got, it. and they were manual pulling all the shots and yeah. everything. So, um, I I tried like four different types of espresso when I was there at one time. <laughs> yeah. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> oh yeah. I was I was shot. I was geeking out. Yeah. I was like, oh man, look at all this. You know. Yeah. So That's I ended crazy. up getting a uh, hot mocha at the end so, of it. So. So leading up to all this, um, you know over the years that you, you and got with Jerome, how did, how did the wolf, like, how did the wolf companies like be- begin? Like, where did you get the name? Like, how did, how did all that spark? You know? So, okay. So we bought the roaster. Yeah. You bought right? the roaster. We, uh, we decided coffee is our, our path of least resistance yeah. to get something going. And then the, the, the roaster sat in a box for a year. And, uh, did the, you have to convince Jerome though? Like, was he just completely <laughs> on board? Like he had, he didn't really know as like you, I mean, I guess y'all were both kind of still learning about it, but he, he, you know, when you first met him, was he like wanting to do the real estate more or? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, in fact, before we bought the roaster, we had kind of about gone 80% through a business plan really? for the master plan. Yeah. And, um, and so we knew coffee was a component by that point. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we, we bought the roaster mm-hmm. and we had nowhere to put it. <laughs> right. So, uh, so, my wife and I, we, um, we, built, a, we built an apartment above yeah. her parents' garage in this okay. new home they built uh, and then lived in it until we paid off our student loans. Yeah. So we weren't setting it up in there. Yeah. Right? And, um, and then uh, Jerome and his wife. You're good. Our open sign is still set on our old store hours. <laughs> <laughs> it shuts off at nine. Yeah. That's how we know what time it is. Oh, okay. Um, it's not nine though. Is it not? No, it's eight forty nine. Shoot, it's turned off early. Somebody, somebody was trying to cheat us. Somebody, I'll figure it out in a second. All right, here we go. Boom. <laughs> We're back. We're open. We're open for business. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so um, Jerome and Jerome and his wife. Uh, they were living. They were living in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh wow! At, at this time, and so he, he was working away? in Arkansas. No, really. That's yeah, crazy. so he would come in for like a few days at a time, yeah. and then go back to Nashville. Damn. And I, I, I did the same thing. Yeah. I, for two years, Amber and I lived in Nashville, and I worked here in Arkansas. Really? Yeah. Um, it's a long commute. Yeah. Yep, so, were you just driving back and forth? So I was when I was working at Capstone. Yeah. So our our rotations were three. 
15 hour shifts and then six days off. Ah. And I would, I would switch oh, wow. with my, another nightman. So I'd have six in a row and like 13 or 14 off. Oh. And so um, I would just grind it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just complete grind. Grind. And, uh, dang, that's some hours. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh so, my. The, um, I think the longest shift, and I actually know the longest shift I ever worked was a 68 hour shift. There's no breaks or sleep. Sheesh. Yeah. 68 hours? Yeah. Hey. That's where all the monster and five hour energies were no, going. No, that, that one took me to Redline. <laughs> yeah. It was when, before Redline, it was when Redline was still only sold at like GNCs to 18 year olds. What is Redline? It's like a pre workout. It, it's it was a pre workout. Yeah, oh, really? yeah. Now it's kind of like an energy drink. Yeah, but it was like they reformulated it. I uh, I was up in the woods for an overnight in the woods yeah. with uh, these guys that would be camping out uh-huh. for a few nights, and I messaged my my uh, nightman friend Trent, uh, Trent, and I was like, "Hey, I'm <laughs> I'm dying up here." He's like, "Just come down to the cabins real yeah. quick. I got you, bro." <laughs> so I I went down, and he's like, "All right." He's like pulling this thing out with like a medicine stop, like dropper oh and stuff. He's like, all right, now here's the deal. Uh, you got to eat some protein or this thing's going to give you some serious squirts. Oh my God. And were you like, this isn't like illegal, right? No. Or were you just like, I need to I'm stay just awake? like, okay, whatever. Whatever, whatever, whatever he's like, got. It's like, yeah. I, saved, I saved my beef jerky from the morning, so I'll be good. <laughs> and, uh, and it got me through the night for sure. Dude, that's um, crazy. But. Um, I don't remember where we were in that. Well, one. we were going. We were talking about the uh, where you were going to store the. Oh yeah, the so we were talking about these other possibilities, and it was about time for us to move out of the apartment. Yeah. And in fact, our son was born. So gotcha. We were your first one, or do you have the one? only son. You I only have. have one son. I have one son and two daughters. Gotcha. Yeah, he's the oldest, and um, so I'm like, you know what? It's time for us to get a house. Yeah. And well, we 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 were actually renting out our house, um, and we had continued to rent it out. Mm-hmm. So it's time for us to buy a house for us to live in. Yeah. And um, and so we picked a, a house that had an outbuilding that we were able to convert to our oh. roasting space. So it took a year. And um, in, in Cersei? Okay. Yeah, we cool. roast here in Cersei. Yeah. Um, and so we got we got it up and running. And for that first six months to a year, it was really kind of finding our groove on, yeah. on roasting. We did um, some studying on it. Um, actually, Adam or in Hot Springs, taught me how to roast really? the first bits. Yeah, the the guy to, that mm-hmm. from Red Light? Yeah, Red Light Roastery. And Coffee This Way is his uh, roasting. roasting. Coffee like, This Way? It's, yeah. Um, and uh, and so it took about a year for us to feel pretty good about what we were roasting. Well, how much coffee do you think you went through, like just testing it out, like trying it? And do you, Would you say it was bad or would you say it was just not what you wanted? Um, I would say maybe like the first you know few few weeks to yeah. a couple months where starting out bad and getting to passing fair. Yeah. Um, you and, remember the first batch? I got to know. Well, so the first batch actually was a seasoning batch. So you just okay. burn it straight through so that you can get all that coffee oils into uh, your drum and all that kind of stuff. The first attempted skillful batch. Uh, it was not good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it actually was so not good that we couldn't even cup it because oh, it wouldn't, wow. it wouldn't, do what you what what it's supposed yeah. to do yeah. create the crust and all that kind of stuff 
Uh, we actually had to like set up trainings over the phone with uh, roasters and people just don't know what goes into no. stuff. Dude, no, like the average person doesn't like understand. They just like, think you have a coffee bean. Into coffee, yeah. It, once, uh, like once you know though, it makes your appreciation go up oh, for yeah. it so much more. Oh, absolutely, know? and also it it's well, it's kind of like baseball. Yeah. I, I like analogies. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's kind of yeah. like baseball. If you don't know anything about what you're looking at, it's really pretty boring, mm-hmm. right? But if you know the team, if you start by at least knowing your team, yep. and then you're knowing what's going on with the players within the team, and some baseball strategy, yeah. all of a sudden it starts to become interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then before long, you if, if you've watched enough seasons and you are seeing like developments in the leagues as teams face off against each For other, sure. and you start to learn about other players through that, all of a sudden baseball is really interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, but but if you don't have that. It is one of the most boring things to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So it's no different. I really, for anything, it's mm-hmm. all like that. The more you mm-hmm. know, the more invested you become, the more interesting it is. That's right. so cool. That's so cool to see, like, how <laughs> they transpired. Like, I mean, even the story from, like, Nashville to traveling to Cersei, that's crazy. I mean. Yeah. So they ended up moving it back to. Yeah. And, that, and that's actually what caused us to say, all right, let's buy the roaster. Okay. Is he knew he was moving back to Cersei. Yeah. Um, before we bought the roaster, ah. but there was like a six month in between mm-hmm. where their their lease was still like having to run do run its course in yeah. Nashville, and they were transitioning here. Um, and so the, we were sitting above. I think he was. We were at, in the upstairs of his dad's house, and we were like, "All right, what are we going to call this thing?" And my son Wolfric was born already, and he said, "Well, let's. What about the Wolf Coffee Company?" <laughs> I said. That sounds good to me. That easy? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> Dude, yeah. that's crazy. He, he suggested it? He did, yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and I was like, you know, it has a ring to it. Yeah, yeah. it does. I mean, I'm probably a little partial to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so it's it was inspired by Wolfie's name. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't know that. That's interesting. That is interesting. Yep. That's awesome. I mean, and it looks cool too. I like the logo. I like the I like the vibe that y'all have on the even the current bags. I don't know if you're changing them or not, but yeah. Well, well. I mean, well. Yeah, every time we yeah. every time we get new bags, it's a chance yeah. to kind of refine the design. So yeah. our first bags were just a white matte white square mm. bottom bag with side gussets, and it was a gold foil stamp. Very yeah. simple. Um, and along the way, we just kind of really started feeling like we want some color involved. Yeah. So we kind of came up with this concept that we call punk deco, mm-hmm. which is 80s and 30s mixed. design elements kind of mixed together. And kind of, so what we've done is we kind of have a, like an iridescent metal yeah. kind of art deco. Approach. I need to throw a picture up of it. Yeah, so that'd I mean, be cool. it looks really cool. Now, you something. said in the first video, I'm going to throw pictures up. And yeah, I didn't, pictures I didn't up. throw pictures up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'll have to do it this time. I have to find them. Can you find them online or what? You like, could probably get you probably one. I, I know a guy. Yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe somebody. No. Yeah. Uh, so then y'all, did y'all, y'all bought the roastery in town like then too? Like the one you have now? No, oh, okay. that came a little bit later, later. on. So okay. we roasted for about two years. From the out, out, out uh, house. In the outbuilding, out yeah. yeah. Not in the outhouse. Outhouse. <laughs> no <laughs> way. You don't want that coffee. Health code gun on yeah. there. That'd be a lot of the ashtray. For sure. You don't want any beans from the outhouse. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Where, where, is, where is the wolf? <laughs> outhouse. <laughs> Anyways. 
Where, where is the Wolf Coffee Company at now? Like, what are you guys okay. doing? What's 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 up next? Where? Well, yeah, because like, we got a Margo day, so like, yeah. gotta, we got to hear the mix. Here. Yeah. yeah, so we so coffee started as a small component of a, of our of our secret plan, mm-hmm. and now it's the main component of our master plan. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, so the the, the secret that's plan cool. is still our secret plan, but yeah. that's now a minor component. That's minor. like this is gonna be fun to do yeah, as we yeah. we pursue our master plan, right? So. We, uh, about two years in, we were roasting in, in the outbuilding, and um, and I was just kind of feeling like we should be doing something with some intentionality, not mm-hmm. the outhouse. Yeah, yeah, not the outhouse. Not the outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> he said outbuilding, and I was like, no, that was <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> That's Starbucks going. Um, yeah. The, um, I, I felt like... We have we had a, a, a great purpose and a great vision and plan of where we were going. Yeah. And but I felt like there was opportunity for us to pursue something with a little bit more intentionality along the way. Um, Jerome's wife grew up in Kenya, and my wife grew up in Argentina, and uh, and so she, she, Katie or Caitlin, uh, I she goes by Caitlin. Um, <laughs> she. Uh, Kenya's a coffee producing country really? and mm-hmm. her brother-in-law was doing work with coffee in Africa. Mm-hmm. And then, um, through Amber and some friends of ours, uh, there's a lot of connections to coffee producing areas gotcha. in South America and Central America. And so I felt like there was an opportunity to match ministry projects that use coffee, mm-hmm. um, in both continents um, with churches in particular, every church has coffee. Yeah, every Sunday. Well, every not Sunday. every church. Well, yeah. Most. I mean, majority, even if it's yeah. Folgers, they're going to have some sort of majority yeah. provides coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we felt like there's a real opportunity for the coffee to one be good, mm-hmm. and two, really intentionally direct capital towards projects that are thriving off of the commerce that comes from wow. the coffee they're doing. So, so we started that process Yeah, and, and that's what a Mago day was born as is whole bean coffee. Well, we would grind it for churches, yeah. <clears throat> the wolf coffee company. We don't grind, but the Mago day we, we, we would grind for, for churches, two different labels, two different purposes there. And, um, two different brands. So like, yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. completely different. Yeah. Um, the, Ministry source coffee or kingdom source coffee, if you would put it, want to put it that mm-hmm. way, um, for churches. That's what started a manga day. Wow. So that's, I mean, that's interesting. Because, I mean, I have heard of like, I know I've heard of some, like I've heard of it at another church before, like getting their own little coffee shop, but it was through, like the church was like staffing it and they were just selling like drip coffee and stuff. So I like the whole thing where you're bringing in like, like this is a whole like cafe style almost in a church. So I'll, I I can speak to that. Yeah, a little speak bit. to that a little bit. That's so there's simple. there's a couple of premises I'm going to build this off okay. of. Okay, mm-hmm. and these may be wrong. Yeah, this is just according to how I see it. Yeah, okay, it's all relative. Yeah, it's um, all relative. <laughs> so Fellowship Bible Church in Searcy had just acquired a massive old factory yeah it's huge yeah and, mm-hmm. and they used a third of the space for mm-hmm. their church and it's massive and the other two thirds um are now uh, climate controlled storage and then there's an air, there's even a more uh, added space for a bookseller that sells books by the pound that, yeah. that's cool <laughs> um 
And so they wanted to have a coffee concept there, kind of low-key, small scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to talk, Jerome and I got to talking about it, and it seemed like, hey, maybe this would be a, a neat opportunity for Imago Day. Yeah. Because Imago Day was is a component of our master plan, which I haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, are we gonna hear this? Some of this? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it depends on how long this goes. Yeah, I, I can go <laughs> as long as I want. I'm interested in the I'm interested in the plan. The um, <laughs> and so because uh, if if we execute well with Imago Day, mm-hmm. that opens up opportunity for more Imago Days yeah. to partner with churches in the right, mm-hmm. in the so right circumstance. The, the plan is to take the concept of Imago Day to other, other we other we have to get. Revision one to work first, oh, okay. yeah. right? And, and as with any, mm-hmm. as any with any ground yeah. level. And when when we get to that point, if I believe personally that if we steward our resources and what we are given now, uh, that will expand opportunity to be able to expand our our sphere of impact is yeah. what I call it with our team. Well, do you see it as opportunity for? It's obviously opportunity for the church too, right? Exactly. Okay. So the the. All the premises that this is built off of are, one, most coffee, I'm going to say most, not all, most coffee or most church coffee shops are mediocre at best. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there's a at couple. Best. At best, yeah. And there's a couple of reasons for that. The church is wanting to do this as a form of outreach, right? Mm-hmm. And so it becomes a church-run project. Mm-hmm. And churches are great as churches, but they're not typically great as businesses. Mm. Um, and what ends up happening is they start apportioning a part of their budget to this outreach concept that they have yeah. because they're going to put coffee, a, co- a cafe in their church, and then all of a sudden the, com- the community is going to come knocking down the doors to come have Bible studies. Yeah. Right? That's that's kind of like the overgeneralized and, uh, uh, idea there, right? And there are some churches that have have successfully executed on that. Yeah. But most that I've seen are mediocre at best. And who ends up coming to the mediocre church coffee shop yeah. are the people who go to the church. It mm-hmm. usually ends up becoming a thing for the youth group to show up to yeah, and, 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 and for the existing church members to come and have their Bible studies. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that does not accomplish the, the goal. Yeah. Right. Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. So what Imago Day is, is sets out to do, and the other thing is, is the reason it ends up being mediocre at best is because as an expense item on the church budget, they usually end up getting somebody within the church to manage a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And any any kind of, and I'm going to call it restaurant. Yeah. Okay, because it, the, the model is good margin, lower priced items, mm-hmm. high volume. Right. Right. To be profitable in coffee, a lot of people will complain about, I just paid $6 for a latte. Yeah. That cost $1.20 to make. Yeah. But what they don't realize is that you have to sell a lot of $6 lattes <laughs> to make it worth somebody's time to invest their life into creating yeah. an operation, running a team. And if it, in, they have to sell a lot of lattes mm-hmm. at $6. Even, even right now with minimum wage, you have to sell three within the hour 
to even pay for one person. Yes. If you have three people there, I mean, you've got to sell 12. Yeah. So it's, yes, there's a good margin mm-hmm. on coffee, mm-hmm. right? But you're not selling a coffee and calling it a day. Yeah. You've yeah. got yeah. to sell hundreds of coffees to make it, to make it just a standard living for somebody, yeah, right? Yeah. No, like, you don't see me rolling around in my cyber truck yet, okay? <laughs> which I really want to on, roll yeah, around on. in yeah. the cyber truck. The um, Elon Musk. The uh, and, and that's that's the thing. You can't just say this. This is how much the goods cost. Yeah. You can't even say this is how much the goods plus the labor cost. And the goods are crazy right now. I'm yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a shame. You have to say what are the what's the cost of goods? What's the cost of labor? What's the cost of overhead? Like mm-hmm. the other things, like the electricity equipment. and the lease. water, the equipment and the lease. Ooh. Then you have to add, what's the difference to make this worth paying? Like, think of it as a salary. Yep. Right now, I, I think you could say across the country, $50,000 is a livable salary for somebody. Yeah. But no one's driving their Tesla Cybertruck around with that. No. <laughs> that, is, that is maybe the opening point of buy-in you can get for somebody to do a good job running a coffee shop yeah. mm-hmm. and that's why your latte is six dollars yeah right so well and everybody from my knowledge i've seen a lot of people like even that i went to school with everybody's like i want to start a coffee shop i want to start a coffee truck everyone wants i want to start a coffee shop that's what everyone in cersei's doing right now yeah i mean i mean it's 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 the whole region everybody thinks that there's just millions in coffee it's crazy cersei now we have i think 11 or 12 coffee shops it is weird i mean where else what what town has this many coffee shops for this size you know this is not a big town i mean well i will say this in 2019 there was an oversupply of restaurants yeah. of like 30 million dollars a year which Sheesh. meant that that's coming from the surrounding areas mm-hmm. um and so i think that we'll find that a lot of what's here is going to be able to survive because yeah. it's going to draw from the surrounding areas mm-hmm. i don't know how much there is to draw from the surrounding areas i don't know what, what surrounding areas are you talking about well, that's going to be going uh, maybe as north as Newport and as far south as Cabot. Really? Yeah, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't go beyond that. You know, that's that's interesting. We're we're trying to get down to Cabot somehow. <laughs> Keep them from coming up to Cersei. Yeah, we need, <laughs> we need to go to Cabot, dude. We need, we didn't Cabot, need to go. Cabot has some coffee already. Yeah, they have Starbucks. They've got Grinds Coffee, and then they've got another one called uh, Brew Yaya. Yeah, Brew Yaya's down there. Oh. Um, I think, I, think I heard they were going to think. Is what I heard. They're going to think, think truck. One of the little. Oh truck yeah, things. yeah. I think that I, I I haven't heard that. I think there's I think the same things happening in Cabot that's, that just happened here. Yeah. I see Cabot as being similar to an Olive Branch, um, com, like all, what Olive Branch became to Memphis. Mm-hmm. I see Cabot kind of and like some of those other surrounding areas like Mayflower yeah. and those type to places Little Rock. to Little Rock because everyone's moving out of inner city and okay with being suburbs with a forty five minute drive. I, I I grew up in thirty minutes. It's changed a lot. They've added so many apartments. They're becoming very population yeah. dense. But the traffic there is like I mean they just got a Freddy's though. I wish we could have gotten in there when Freddy like Freddy's just got a good spot. Yeah, right there in town. They so. paid for it too. Oh, I bet they did. <laughs> it's probably the same guy that owns this one. It, it is. It is. It? It's a uh, he owns um, multiple Coltons and Freddy's franchises. They, he also just bought into a coffee shop. His his boy <laughs> was on our. Uh, our t-ball team this year oh really yeah well oh, yeah. the the operator or the or the uh like physical owner operator okay gotcha. well i well i uh, i don't know what the different i don't know if there's a total distinction dif- of difference there um so I mean, I, i'm yeah. pretty sure it's the owner he's like so what this guy does he's he's really he's been very successful on it is he will 
buy the franchise and get on the banknote, and then he will go and find an operator to become a business partner in individual okay. franchise. He's almost sub franchising. Okay, gotcha. Huh. Yeah. He's yeah, in a Colton. You can do that. Yeah, it's Colton's, Freddy's, uh, lots of other businesses mm, that he's okay. done that with. He's actually he's doing it with uh, our competitor in Batesville right now. Yeah. So, so um, the the going back to that yes. whole yeah. thing, no, you <laughs> have to sell a lot of coffee. Yeah, you have to, to sell make it worth your while. But people will complain. I know you're saying because I, I hear people complaining all the time. Uh, why is this coffee eight dollars? And after I add all this stuff in it, or you know, I'm yeah, saying, but they want like you know extra chocolate, extra stuff, you know, mm. extra shot. They complain yeah. when you're cheaper than everybody else too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've seen it on both Dude, ends. Starbucks has gone up like crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, jeez. Star- yeah. I feel like Starbucks went up before everybody, but they don't get as. I feel like they still don't get about as rap as like smaller cafes. Yeah. The expectation for Starbucks is that it's going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. When, like when they, they have from the very start, and actually, I'm grateful for Star- Starbucks mm-hmm. because it's because of Starbucks that coffee yeah. is what it is today. Yeah. It's branding clout kind from, of. From the start, they've mastered that. Starbucks was synonymous with paying more. A mm. large amount of money for a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and How, that was even Howard more. Schultz has said that that was super intentional. Yeah, and and that actually, that was in the time of like fifty cent gas station coffee. Mm-hmm. That's what people were used to getting. Yeah. It's like four fifty for a latte. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. But then they tried it, and they it wasn't what they were used to. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, they they've they've paved the way for a lot of of what we're able to do too. Yeah, actually, so. I actually worked at Starbucks. Yeah, for a year, unfortunately, before <laughs> everything was automated or it was after. everything's automated. Yeah, weirdest thing ever. Go, I, going from automated to like where I'm at now with Nova Joe's, where it's a lot different. It's been crazy. I uh, I think the last time I was at the airport, I got a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. It was the first time in years that I had gotten Starbucks, and everything was automated. Yeah, it's all automated. It blows my mind and watching it. it. I'm like. Yeah. It's weird. Like, I didn't feel like a barista in there, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just hitting a button. Well, I mean, yeah. to a certain extent, you aren't much of a barista yeah. mm-hmm. at that point. The, um, I mean, no offense to But they give you this Starbucks pin. Baristas. Like, if you get trained completely, they're like, oh, you're barista certified. I'm like, I don't feel like I know. I'm just hitting a button. <laughs> well, let me, actually, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did you know how to distribute grounds and tamp a portafilter? Oh, no. Then I don't know how you can say. I, I, I don't understand how you, you can breeze to certify you know, somebody. Because all you do at Starbucks, it's so automated to where you you hit the the shot button. Yeah. And you pull it, and all you do because you fill in the beans at the top in a thing. Yeah. Almost like you hop in a grinder. Yeah. And so then it filters that through, and then you hit the button, and then what? Once the the grounds drawer is full, you just take out the drawer and dump all the pucks. Like, you didn't tamp anything. Yeah. It's even taken out their pucks at the end of it. You just dump the drawer. They don't have to even take out. Yeah. Pucks. So. Yeah, that's. that's I don't, I don't understand exactly, how you can breeze to certify exactly somebody. Being, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, certified. like you said, no offense, but yeah. um, I, I would I would love to see someone that has only been in that environment come to a cafe that's barista certified and try and watch you them know, interact with no direction. I think one of the biggest things Starbucks has done that has really brought them in a lot of money is the refresher side of things. Yeah, especially in the summertime. Yeah, well, their their ability to pivot to. Um, niche things and get people really excited, like pumpkin spice and I, stuff I like do, that. I do like the pumpkin spice. I also do <laughs> like pumpkin spice. They, they've <laughs> been really good it. at de- building that elite <laughs> demand status for yeah. an extended period of time and then taking it away from you. Yeah. I, I actually don't like the uh, regular roast that they... I like their blonde espresso better than the other one, other stuff that they're using. 
I don't know. I feel like their coffee tastes a lot. It's a lot more. It's bitter to me. Well, I think that the way that they approach it is very intentional, and that is um, they're not looking to bring out the qualities of the the acidity of the espresso. Mm -hmm. They're looking to have, whether you go to Starbucks in Beijing or Mm -hmm. Starbucks in New York City or Starbucks in Searcy, Arkansas, the same. It's the same exact whatever you're That's ordering crazy. as wherever. Mm-hmm. And so to that, there's an, an intentionality to have of, we'll just say, roasting deeper yeah. into their roast development. That's weird. And off that point, 20,000 units kind of speaks for itself, though. No. <laughs> 20,000 of them? Yeah. They, what they're doing is great. Yeah. It's a great business model. Yeah. And, um, it's insane to think and about. It's just a different, it's just a different approach. Yeah. Like that mocha pot of yours. Yeah. Different approach. Mm-hmm. Different approach. Yep. You know, the one the one company I can't, like, I, I respect respect where they're at, but I do not drink the coffee from there. I don't even consider it, like, very good coffee at all. Dunkin'. Mm. I like their donuts. Their donuts are good, donuts. but the coffee, it's they, like. They've mm-hmm. leaned into their coffee a lot more, do too. Do they actually use espresso, though, or is it just cold brew? So, so they do now, um, and I thought this was so interesting whenever I was starting to learn about coffee. I, re- I was reading about, like, this Hop Guys and so Starbucks, and I was thinking there was going to be some other big, like, coffee company. The number two coffee seller in the world behind Starbucks was Dunkin'. Oh, people love Dunkin' Donuts that coffee. That and and it blows sense. my mind. And at this time, I think this is 2019, it's, it's probably actually increased more because they've leaned into it. They had done a study, and um, the coffee had accounted for 63% of their revenue. Wow. In I, a donut shop. I can't help but think <laughs> that it's because they're eating donuts and drinking coffee. It's, I can't help but yeah. think. And they dropped the donuts from the name, didn't they? Yeah, that way they could try and brand more into coffee. They wanted to lean into it because they saw that they were losing traction yeah. on the donuts. I mean, they've cut a ton of flavors, too. Uh, okay, as a matter of fact, <laughs> the best donut in the entire world. What is it? It was the Butternut Donut. Butternut <laughs> Donut. Never okay, heard of it. This thing was a 410-calorie donut. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the exact calorie. I'm, I'm down to try it. And 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 you couldn't you couldn't get it at ever Duncan. Really? It was it was it was like it was uh, the white whale of donuts to me. The white. Yeah, and um, it it was a cake donut, and I'm pretty sure there was like some nutmeg in it. Like it was almost eggnoggy, <sighs> just a little bit. Covered in glaze, covered in sugar butter crumblies, covered in glaze. Oh right. my gosh. <laughs> that was the sad. You need to put that up on the screen. Put that on the screen because that was a sad thing to see. When was this? How long ago did they they phase it out? I don't know because the last time I had one was before twenty nine. There's a global butternut shortage. That's that's they <laughs> they made that up. They made that up. They were phasing that thing. That thing is probably like the most labor intensive donut you can make, and they were like, "We got to get this thing out of here." This is the perfect chance. It's a global butternut shortage. Have you seen Zombieland? Yes. You know, um, he's looking for the Twinkie. Yeah. That's what I'm I'm getting that kind of vibe from you with this donut yeah, right it now. Does look, it does <laughs> look kind of good. I, I'll, I'm going to just be real uh, be real vulnerable with you guys. <laughs> I, uh, I, I have eaten at least six of those at once. <laughs> <laughs> at 410? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, at least. I. Um, it's because it's like... When you find it's like them, a hamburger and a donut. When you find them, 
You got to get them. You it's know? like a national you treasure. You ate six it in is. one city. Easy. I, at least. I said at least be, because it... Uh, because that was, was less embarrassing I, than I know that I six. bought a box of 12, and I ate at least six of them at once. Dude, I did awesome. eat all 12 over time. <laughs> so, <laughs> he was going to leave that part out. You no. get you you getting behind the uh, crumble cookie trend hey, or what? Look, I told you I'm I'm an extreme personality yeah. with things. So, what's the crumble cookie trend? Everybody's going to crumble right now. It's it's all over like it's a big social media. Right Everybody's loving the new crumble cookie. It's not really new. It's been around for a little bit. It's fairly new though. Is um, it like a, a thing you add to a beverage or no, is it it's like a, No, it's like a it's, it's a brand. It's called it's a crumble, brand. It's crumble a cookie, cookie brand. Oh, I have seen that. It's kind of yeah, like yeah, insomnia yeah. cookie but the, uh, better. I, I think I think someone was talking to me about how people are franchising these things everywhere. Oh, they're everywhere. They just got one in Conway. Jonesboro. Yeah. Jonesboro's line is still crazy. They opened I think a couple months crumble ago. Crumble cookies. It was I, two I, guys. I, I think it was two that. guys that started this. Actually, last Saturday I drove by Jonesboro's, and they've. I know for a fact they've been open a month because I went about a month ago. Yeah, the line was out the door and three storefronts long. Why are we opening a crumble cookie here? I, yeah, I, I know why I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you somebody should be. It looks like a very like feminine brand, and then you look at the the people that started it are two guys. Well, uh, I think probably goes Sawyer, into brand research. Sawyer, Hemsley, and uh, this guy right here. Yep. They yeah. and I think a lot of it blew up on TikTok. Honestly, be, you know, honestly, I'm really not a cookie person. But you give me a butternut donut, <laughs> you get, <laughs> I'll go to town. Over. Yeah, yeah, I'll go right to town. I do like donuts. I, I had a question for you, Matt. Yeah. So, with the Wolf Coffee Company putting in hours, like all these test runs, find your, your coffee and you guys find what you really thought was special, right? I would, I don't know how I would say that. Okay. Yeah. Um, because every bean is different. So you're still and working. Once, once we got a, the, once we got a hang of how to find what we think is special in the mm-hmm. bean and, and, and roasting is science and craft, right? Yeah. There's, and there's, there's two different approaches that people take to it. You have the uh, the old school roasters that mm. smell. They do it by time, temperature, mm-hmm. and smell, humidity. And, then, and, then, and now, if anywhere you go, you're going to see a computer screen mm-hmm. tracking a roast profile. That's so and, weird. And, mm-hmm. and, so and that's cool. a very scientific, very measured out way. Quality uh, controlled. And, 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 and in certain, in certain to a certain point, it's kind of sad mm-hmm. a little bit because it takes out some of the. The like mystery of it, mm-hmm. you know, it's and kind of like learning a magic trick, yeah, and then uh, and just making it very methodical. Mm-hmm. And I think what artisan roasters do or stri- or strive to do is kind of use the that methodical approach to control quality, but still lean into the craft as much as possible, and and letting you know not just looking at it with numbers on the on the screen cupping and and finding out okay if we uh, manipulate this part of the roast in this particular way we can pull out something a little bit different yeah. And, yeah. and seeking that in in your trier and and the trier is a thing that you pull out of the roaster and you can really? smell what's mm-hmm. happening and see the beans. how long does it usually take is it different per roast or Ro- an average roast is gonna fall somewhere between 12 and 15 minutes probably really probably nice. yeah, depending on your bean okay yeah well, you kind of almost answered my question before, like, I was going to get to the next part is, like, do you feel like with that company and with Imago Day, you're, like, constantly refining your product, your process, and your people? Yes. So, 
I think the biggest advantage to having both going on is that we get uh, instant feedback mm-hmm. on, oh, on yeah. a number of different yeah. extraction methods. You, as a roaster, you lean primarily up upon your cupping to know what you're getting out of your out of your roast and if you're hitting your quality standards. Mm-hmm. However, there's an added element of whatever you cup will come out still different in espresso mm. or over pour over mm-hmm. or in your batch brew or as cold brew. And so you get having your roasting component and having your coffee shop component allows you to really marry those two together yeah. and, and really get to know your bean better. Uh, and then in, in addition to that, in knowing the what and how of, say, espr- how espresso works and mm-hmm. what's happening with espresso, in conjunction with what ha- what's happening with your roasting, then you get an added layer of, of depth into really how to make both of those work even mm-hmm. better, wow. I would say. That's crazy. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Um, and th- well, and then I was going to go into like, how do you like within refining that all the time? Because I feel like one thing that I get asked a lot is like, or not really asked a lot, but what people don't understand as much is like how much is always working within the business. Like from you. Like what's consistent or what? No, well, like, yeah, well, like your processes. Like I'm always yeah. trying to refine some processes or you're always trying to deal with different employee situations. Or you're always trying to so, look at your product and say, how can we improve this product or how can we maybe add or change um, a different type and, of product? And so what are you asking me about? Do you, like, how do you, do you think that it's always happening or do you think that once you find something, you just go with it? With roasting? Uh, roasting, coffee, and your employees. Oh. It's like a three-part question. Kind yeah, of. so I, th- I, think I, I think I got what you're asking. Mm-hmm. I don't think you ever stop. I think the moment you stop, you're going to just start falling apart. Mm-hmm. If you, I think, I think it's kind of like a, you just have a, a moving focal point, mm-hmm. right? So, um, the and you try not to let it. You and I, I would say that the 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 challenge is trying not to let the squeaky wheel be determining all of what's getting the attention. Yeah. So, in any business, in any component of life you are going to have something that is needing attention and you're going to have something, you're going to have components that are, are going to need refinement. If you Mm -hmm. want to keep pursuing, I I always feel like you cannot stay the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, You wake up in the morning and then depending on the decisions you make throughout the day, when you go to bed that night, you're either a little bit better off or a little bit worse off Mm -hmm. than when you woke up that morning and so it's very important to be intentional with how you move through the day. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if unless you just want to float through life. And yeah. I'll also say, you know, if you wake up and you stay in your pajamas playing Xbox till till noon, you're going to have an Xbox yeah. in your pajamas till noon kind of day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where if you get up early, you take intentional steps. Get, are get, you, do you feel like routine more? Like, do, are you like a routine person? Or, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I am not a a regimented person by personality, gotcha. but I know the the powerful compounding effect that an intentional routine makes yeah. in the long term. Do you think life. so? I want to go because this is actually really huge. And I think a lot of people could because there's so many people out there. I know you touched on ADHD a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Like Zach ADHD. has ADHD and you said you had ADHD. It's Still like here. business owners. I think if you did a survey, most business owners, entrepreneurs, people like of that nature have ADHD. Well, so ADHD and there's like different flavors yeah, of yeah. ADHD, <laughs> but the um, ADHD, I actually like to think of it as a superpower, yeah, not I mean, an inhibitor. Yeah. Uh, and but what it what what it really boils down to for me at least is for you to become engaged into an activity like cognitively mm-hmm. invested you're buried do you have adhd i don't know what i have i have all kinds of <laughs> so let's, let's just pretend I've you've never don't. been diagnosed let's pretend you don't OCD. let's pretend you're a normie yeah okay a normie. a normie yeah and uh <clears throat> for you to get cognitively invested into something it you you don't it doesn't take that much you, your your attention is there yeah. Like, as long as you just turn your eyeballs to it, you can start to focus. For me, you have to break through, like, some deep barriers to get my focus and attention in. On, like, one thing? Uh, Once you do, it is there. And it is, it's called hyper-focus. And you can just go. Like, I mean, it's pretty crazy, but too. Yeah, but then you forget about any other things you had to do. You right? do. Oh, you yeah. totally lose track of on. absolutely everything else. That's why it's called hyper focus. Yeah, and uh, it's like okay, fine. You want my attention? You got it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, um, so and it can happen with pointless things too. Absolutely, that will distract you from the good things. I, I uh, <laughs> it's the worst. When I like so, uh, is it like a fourteen-year-old yeah. uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time? I beat that game every way to beat it. <laughs> and and then I did the things that were like, you could only do by like exploiting bugs in the game, yeah. right? I had like <laughs> five glass bottles, not four. I had all 255 sculptures, but I actually got a couple but, more. Yeah. And uh, How have I, you found this way to like get routine though? Because I know a lot of ADHD people that like they try to get routine and they lose, they get like mm-hmm. Zach and probably yeah. test today. Yeah. yeah. I, sh- I struggle like I'll go, I'll go through spells and the, I will have a like a sometimes it's a day or a week where my full routine is just broke and then I'll get back on the train and, and I'm good. Were you ever medicated? No. Okay. Never. So you have that to your to I your know. benefit. Yeah. I was medicated until I was 18 on Ritalin and your stuff is no oh good. man I my teachers knew when I was on Ritalin and when I was off <laughs> Ritalin and uh, and. It was. It's really a situation where you these these medications mm-hmm. are, are 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 basically mega stimulants. Yeah, yeah. And they they exacerbate a, a component of your brain development called yeah. neural pairing, where at a couple points in life during your brain development, your brain starts getting rid of the neural pathways that are useless to it. Right. Really? So as a kid, you are taking in everything. Everybody says like kids learn so fast. Uh-huh. Because their brains are full of these synapses and neural mm-hmm. pathways that, and there, there's like, just think of a, a tree with a thousand million roots. Mm-hmm. Okay, at about puberty, your brain goes through a neural pairing process where it's like, okay, we don't need all these thousand million yeah. roots. We need these ones because this mm-hmm. is what your life is like. It's yeah. it's a biological process. Like here's your box. When you're on Ritalin or any kind of ADHD medication as that, as as I understand it at that time it like magnifies that process well beyond what should be happening really yes and so actually it it, it makes the condition worse because now you have only these only so many of these neural pathways that 
your brain is used to firing on and it makes it more some in some cases much more difficult to break into that more focused state yeah well most times like for the people that i know that are on medication they they say that they hate it because it it like they first off they forget to eat because that's not like something yep. they're focused on. That's it. And then yeah. weirdly enough, I've heard this from multiple people. I don't know if you had this experience. Some people's tongues swell hmm. with some kind of medication. I don't. I and don't like think their my neck tongue. is sore. And like you never had that. <laughs> no, it's I, weird. I think it's some, uh, like some of these medications. You need to find your friend and have. Yeah, it. <laughs> I mean, no, I've heard it from. Somebody <laughs> have an allergic reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. There's. A, I've heard several people be like, I just, I just, it, like, I don't know if it like get you so focused to where like you feel drained after it or what? I don't like, know. You come I, off of well, it so it, it turns me and it turned me into a zombie. Really? Uh, yeah. So, uh, if I was unmedicated at school, I was talking. Everywhere. I, I, yeah. I was <laughs> my, like I said, my teachers knew when I was unmedicated. Yeah, was I, in fact, uh, at one, there was a one quarter in high school where I had more after school detentions than there were days in the quarter. <laughs> Um, and I, and no I wasn't way. a bad kid. I yeah. just was, I mean, Talking. I was off the walls. It's yeah. bonker. Uh, so the, um, if I was on Ritalin, instead of burping for quarters at the lunch table, I would, all my friends would be talking, and I would not be eating. I would just be reading a book. Totally checked out. And, and the thing was, is I wasn't paying attention in class. Yeah. I was reading books that had nothing to do with class. I was focused. <laughs> And I was quiet, but I was not a student. Yeah, you know. And so, anyway, you asked the you, the question you asked was how what did I start doing? Yeah, what did you start mm-hmm. doing? So, while I was at Capstone, I decided I, I went through this period of time where I, I felt like I was kind of spinning my wheels, and I was like, maybe I need to look into becoming medicated for ADHD. So I went to one of the therapists there, and I said, Hey, I don't like medicines. I'm not. A, I mean, if it's necessary, I'm not against medicine. Yeah. But I, I really believe in the body's ability to, you know, do things. And I don't want to rely on a pill mm-hmm. to function. Yeah. What can I do? And yeah, his name's Jim G. He actually has a, a practice here in downtown Searcy called Regroup, full wow. of incredible therapists. That's all. And, um, and he said, all right, here's what you do. You take green tea extract supplement. You light a candle every morning and you watch it for 15 minutes and just let your brain do whatever it needs to do. No way. Until in like a, like a record. Green let tea? Let it spin out. Yeah, green tea extract hmm. and fish oil. Green tea extract, fish oil, and, and relaxed focus. What, you put it in the tea or what? No, you, it's actually a supplement, like oh, a capsule. It's like a supplement. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's like a bunch of green tea. Yeah, it's yeah. like It's like concentrated green tea oh, so it's like a stimulant a stimulated yeah, yeah. meditation a nat- it's a natural stimulant natural that's kind of cool and a fish oil okay um because of what the omegas do for your brain yeah and then 15 minutes of relaxed focus every morning and he said light a candle and meditate on the candle yeah or make some tea and watch the leaves you know steep the loose tea leaves, you know, <laughs> really and so i started that practice and that's what evolved into hmm. my morning practice with reading and the, so the hand grinding, the pour over, and then the record spinning component was part of my mindfulness. That wow. was that was that was That's going cool. on. For so that. you still do like some of that? I do it. I did it this morning at five at five forty five. I had cigarettes on the record. I was drinking my <laughs> coffee. I don't hand grind anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did that for five years, yeah. and then I was like, okay. 
I'm done with so this. So now what do you do? What's the morning routine? Okay, so uh, so the morning routine is I wake up at 4.55. Yeah, it's getting late. Yeah, this is I, uh, I wake up at 4.55 yeah. and then um, exercise for 20 minutes. Okay. And then I do mindfulness or meditation for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I read for the rest of the time. Like After my mind reading like specific things or so yeah, I, so um, my morning reading is um, nonfiction, nonfiction, um, and it's it usually is development related, mm-hmm. leadership related, business related. Hmm. Sometimes I'll read um, a biography, yeah, something like that. Um, but it's it, the morning reading is specifically purposed to work harder on myself than I am on my job. Yeah. So you're not like looking at your phone first thing. No, the phone won't come off of it's do not disturb till six 30. Okay. And that's when I do a Spanish lesson. Wait, what? (laughs) Spanish lesson. So Amber grew up in Argentina or Chile. Actually, she was only in Argentina for like six months as a kid. Yeah. She was in Chile for like six years. Yeah. So she's fluent and she's fluent in Spanish. mm -hmm. Wow. And um, we want our kids to speak Spanish. Dude, and, that's cool. And, that is cool. And as we start sourcing <laughs> coffee, yeah, I want to be able to converse in Spanish. Yeah, I took one or two Spanish classes in high school. I don't remember anything but Duolingo. I was on that. <laughs> that's what I do my Spanish yeah, lesson yeah, on. Dude, yeah, dude, it's actually a incredible. Learning. It's an incredible learning platform. Dude, I need to get I, back. I on. was a uh, Spanish minor at A State. Really? Yeah, with my nursing major. I just won the Diamond League yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just won the diamond tournament yesterday. You have to get to the diamond link, then you do the wow. diamond tournament. So you do a Spanish lesson. Yeah, that's at least one. Yeah, that's at six thirty. Yeah, it depends on how far into my reading okay. I am. Um, so you're reading with Wolf. the Spanish or the lessons or what? The Spanish lessons. Um, so the morning ones, Wolf better not be up there right? at <laughs> six thirty. But he does almost every day. Come around six forty-five. Like go back to your room. Your alarm clock is not green yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We're actually like, come here, buddy. You know, yeah, hug him. Yeah. Say, I love you. Happy mm-hmm. to see you. I'll go back to your room. <laughs> yeah. Your alarm clock's yeah. not green yet. Yeah. The, um, but I do do Spanish lessons with the kids in yeah. the evening for that double XP. That's cool. XP. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's so cool. So it feels to me like, I mean, you're doing a lot of stuff as far as like with the, with the Wolf Company and then also with Imago Day. You're a fairly busy person. I, I should you, say we're not the Wolf Coffee. I mean, we're not the Wolf Company. What is it? We're the Wolf Coffee Company. Wolf, wolf Coffee. Yeah, we don't My sell mistake. any wolves. My mistake. Yeah. My mistake. Wolf Coffee. We sell company. coffee. Yeah. yeah. Gotta add plug his branding. Wolf Coffee Company. There you, there you go. go. There you Anyways, go. what I want to say is you seem like a busy person, but like you seem to also manage your time well. There's varying um, philosophies on it. Really? Yeah. So from the outside looking in, it seems like you manage your time well. Well, I, I I would say that I am trying to remain as productive as I can. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't say this is a sustainable level to stay at yeah. long term. Okay. Um, Do you feel like you're grinding like a lot harder now than you want to be like in the future? Or? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. There, so. Do you feel like it's necessary to cut you off? Do you yeah. feel like it's necessary right now to achieve what you want in the future as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. Dave Ramsey. He, he has this popular saying, live now like no one else, so later you can live like no one else. Mm-hmm. That's, like that. that's the idea here, yeah. right? So uh, there's a reason the average person doesn't start a business. Mm-hmm. And there's also a reason that the average businesses fail in their first year, and then 80% of businesses fail in the next years. Yeah. 
of the ones that survive. And it's, it's, I, I think it's a big part of it is because, well, there's, I think there's a two big reasons. One, people like the idea of being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. yep. but when the rubber meets the road, <laughs> they don't like the way it feels. A hundred percent. I'm yeah. so glad you said that. That's one of the reasons we literally made this podcast is yeah. to talk about the grind that it takes. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's a real component, and you have to have a real grit and staying power to push through some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing is that of the people who have it mm-hmm. and set out to do it, there is still a whole component of doing it in a way that's going to make it work. Yeah, right. And um, that's some of the stuff I I I had started going up against with Imago Day. Mm-hmm. Right. So we we were able to do the Wolf Coffee Company great. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I I worked for Chick Fil A for a few years to get some experience before jumping into opening the coffee shop. Yeah. Like leadership and stuff. yeah. Okay. There's a that's cool. There's a big difference, big difference between stepping into an operation that has been refined for decades mm-hmm. and is like in the best. It's the best of operations you can imagine. Right. And taking the tools that they're giving you and applying them to the mm-hmm. job, then going from nothing, Getting from the ground up. Zero. There's a book uh, by Peter Thiel called Zero to One. He's one of the PayPal founders. Okay. Zero to one. Zero to one. And that is so fundamentally different and more challenging. And we're still working through this yeah. stuff right now. I mean, you're in the midst of it. I mean, Imago Day has been open for how long? One year to one year. Uh, in two days. Well, oh. in, in two days from now. So we're about to be at a one year. Hey, congr- right? Congratulations. Uh, thank you. We're go- <laughs> we might make it. <laughs> <laughs> and they, so well, well, we might make it to the one year, and then we'll see if we're yeah. twenty percent or not. Yeah, the next gotta one. get the Harding students back in town. So we we have we we have a good uh, thing going for that this uh, upcoming semester, I That's think. Um, but there's, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And when you go from zero to one, you don't mm-hmm. know anything. Yeah. Right? Unless you've done it at least once before, you don't know anything. I thought last at this time last year, when we were going to be opening in two days, I thought, man, the worst thing about doing this is shopping for all the stuff that I need. Because <laughs> I'm looking at, at plastic spoons, and there's five plastic spoons to look at. And <laughs> I'm like, yep. which one's the right one? Right, and then you do that for forks, and then you do that for knives, and then you do that for napkins, and you do it for straws, cups, lids, and that just goes on. And I'm like, I don't want to buy anything ever again. <laughs> and I thought that was the like the hardest part of it. Yeah. And so we got everything ordered, and then like for three months we're still ordering stuff that mm-hmm. we like. Oh, we need this. Oh, we need that. It's like it's crazy. It's like it's like the reverse of moving out of a house. Yeah. You like, get all that, and you. F- oh no, we forgot napkins. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh these. These napkins that were a great price were a great price because they're little two yeah, inch two square, square <laughs> tail napkins, you know? Oh, my. And, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, like, we just got done getting rid of – or going through the worst cup carriers I could have picked. It was I, – I, I bought the worst drink cup – or drink carriers, and I bought the worst – Straws. Do you still have the cups you hate? The one is that what you're talking about? No, the, the, oh, the carriers, carriers are gone. The I, carriers. I think, yeah, like, yeah like cup carriers. Carrier. I didn't know yeah. you had those. Yeah, that's because they were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> but you know, you you got to live with your choices too at, yeah. the, at this point. So, yeah. so that's what I thought was the most tiring thing. But then, in the last whole year, I find out. Having our systems established is the most hiring thing. Yeah, sure. And it's also the most difficult thing, I think, to, to get 
is getting your systems in place and yeah. your business has to have systems in place. Mm. You have to, have to, have to, or no one will want to work for you. <laughs> I, just because I have a lot of personal experience with that too. Yeah. Do you feel like it's harder to find the system or to replicate and implement the system to other people? That depends on are you a teacher or not. That's true. Uh, That's, are you a teacher or not? Uh, so I actually think I am a teacher. Yeah. I feel like you are. Yeah. I am not. <laughs> well, um, there is a whole theory on mm-hmm. teaching that um, I just learned the other day. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I was glad to see that I did most of it just by accident. I've gotten a lot better at surrounding myself with people who are teachers so, yeah. um, because I know that that's not me. And I've had to learn. My biggest thing is, is in the past like three to six months probably has been communication, yeah. learning communication. How do I effectively, and I still struggle with it a lot, but how do I effectively communicate to my teachers? Yeah. Uh, well, I grew up, my dad, from whom I received my entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. uh, is a natural teacher really like he i i it's one of the things i've always noticed and admired him for mm-hmm. and he'll tell it doesn't matter what he's doing w- with anybody yeah um if they have ears to hear mm-hmm. he is teaching them what <laughs> cool. he's telling he's, he's that's saying, a gift now, really. yeah, now do you know why we're doing what we're doing and he'll, he'll take my son and or my daughter and like go out and do something and he'll be walking them through like why why are you doing why are yeah. we doing this you know and did you know what this is and why it's called that and like he can't help it it's it's just part of how he that's that's how he operates and it's so, admirable though <laughs> yeah it's it's really it's really a great thing mm-hmm. he teaches and, and he also teaches how to think not these are the facts just repeat these yeah. and do it my mom did a good All, job with that although he did tell me when i worked for him that he hired me from the neck down so, <laughs> 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 multiple good. times that's good yeah that's good um, but yeah, I think, I think that, um, I think that to me, the challenge is, is taking the time mm-hmm. to build the systems. I, I'm so much easier to just say, here, this is how, like, let me tell you, teach you this. Mm-hmm. Right. But to take the time off of being on the floor, mm-hmm. um, or, or trying to develop something, uh, that's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taking the time to build the systems. Mm hmm. That's really what sets you well, free. Well, one thing I think is what I think a lot of people struggle with this, and I, I think I want to hear what your thoughts are on it. So, like when you find those systems, like 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 you're talking about, you've had what happens like since business is always changing. What happens when you have to refine something? How do you go about presenting that to your people? And how what what do you think has been most effective for you since y'all have probably made some changes since you first started almost a year ago? Yes, we we're yeah we yeah. are constantly making changes, and I think that. As as far as as far as we've gotten with yeah. things, and in some of the literature that I've read that I I gravitate towards, mm-hmm. thinking this is the way you you do this. Is yeah. You you have you have to have a team culture of uh, um, a co- of collaboration. Collaboration, right? So um, it's you don't you don't want to be leading your team um, by just. Uh, just making your uh, making all of your decisions in a vacuum, mm-hmm. and then just uh, throwing that on to everybody. Yeah. the The best way to operate your team, I think, is to be operating based off of feedback you're receiving from your team, mm-hmm. and then working collaboratively to 
to troubleshoot or problem solve. Got and it. so it's actually not coming out like like what the, the hypothetical that you mm-hmm. put out there. It's actually a situation that everybody's aware of is something that needs a change. Yeah. Everybody's agreed that it needs a change and is working collaboratively to find that change. And then you say, all right, we, we, are we in 80% agreement? Yeah. Okay, 80%, great. Are you, if you're in the 20%, you got to take it. You gotta, you gotta, champ- yeah. you gotta, you gotta champion this as our solution. Yeah, you gotta go with it. And if if that's a problem, then this may not be it anymore for you. It's, like you, we literally were talking about that earlier today. That's crazy. <laughs> that's how we were. <laughs> I was like, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you you can't do everything by consensus. You'll mm. go nowhere. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the very least, your leadership team needs to be involved with where you're going, and you have to have 80% consensus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I took that out of actually, I, I think it was from, I want to say, the, do you know who Tony Fidel is? Heard He's the name. The, the, they call him the godfather of the iPod. He's the guy who created the iPod. I've definitely heard of him. Is a really <laughs> He wrote a really great book called Build. Build. And I think it came out early this year. Really? I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I've got to become a reader. You I have really to. Do. Yes, you have to. That that. What's your first book you recommend to somebody that has that's not a reader that would be beneficial? Like what besides the Bible? Okay. Do you? <laughs> I actually wouldn't recommend the Bible to somebody who's not a reader. Yeah, yeah. I would recommend the Bible to somebody who's looking for some spiritual fulfillment. Yeah. The if for what you're asking me, I think my question would first be how sold are you on the idea that you need to read? I think I'm pretty sold. Like, you, I, I like to learn. Like, are you I, actually sold? Like, are you willing to wake up early and start doing it tomorrow and miss a meal before you miss your book? I don't know. I don't know if I'm there. Well, there's a guy named Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N. Yeah. He's no longer living, but he has, uh, he has said a lot of great things. Uh-huh. And one of the things I like that he said is uh, miss a meal, but don't miss your 30 minutes of reading every day. Some people are, have starved their minds so much they have rickets of the mind. Right, so that's that's a that's a pretty cool take. Without yeah, without without literature, mm-hmm. humanity would never advance. Right? Yeah. The you, if everything was still taught by verbal oral tradition, mm-hmm. it would be we we just be kind of stuck. We yeah. our progression would be so slow, and you have the mysteries of the universe in print, and all you have to do is unlock it with your eyes. Hmm. And that's and that and that should happen every I've day. Read. Yeah. I've got to. So if you're if you're fully convinced yeah, I'm, that I'm you need there. to be reading, I would I would maybe start with Atomic Habits by Atomic James Clear. Habits. Yeah. Um, Write it down. Uh, because habits, because he gives first. a he gives a great framework for building a habit. By who is it by? James Clear. James Clear. Yep. He also has a great newsletter. I I don't check my emails very often, so I don't read it very often but <laughs> but when you do it's probably the only newsletter i would read yeah. yeah um and then i know there's people listen that are going to listen to this that are where i'm at too like not like yeah. people that are coming from my audience are definitely if, probably not big readers. if you aren't sold yet on the idea of of compounding um return mm-hmm. as far as reading and and what it will do for you in life I would also point somebody to The Slight Edge. I would point uh, maybe a younger reader toward The Slight Edge by James Olson. James. Oh, no, Jeff Olson. Jeff. James Clear, Jeff Olson. The Slight Edge, um, I think, does a really good job of helping people kind of grasp the importance of reading as a, as a part of their philosophy. Mm-hmm. And, and um, 
and it's a pretty quick read. Okay. It, it can, some people have felt that it can get uh, a bit repetitive, and I, I agree it can, but it's a quick read, and it can help kind of reinforce the idea that you should be putting into yourself like that. Still adds yeah. that value. The, yeah. the most recent book I've even touched or re- and, and read completely was, this, it's like a super easy read. I don't even think it counts as like a read. It counts. I don't it know. counts. How, used, how yeah, to Steal it's got like value. an Artist. It's got value. Have you heard of that book? I haven't. It's so good. And, and the reason I read it is because in my mind, the reason that got me to read it is because it, it had something to do with what I'm doing with social media and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. It was strictly about how to take what somebody else has done graphic design wise, art wise and flip it into your own and why people do that naturally. Oh, well there's you, have you ever heard the, the saying that there's no such thing as true inspiration? Yeah. I have yeah. Heard that yeah. yeah. I guess no, so you, you, yeah. everything, everything that you will create is a product of what you put what in. Seen, right. And, um, and so there's another, there's a book I would recommend specifically for you yeah. knowing that you are uh, working into creative, yeah, creative stuff. stuff. It's called, um, the War of Art. The War. Sorry, I uh, I say that like a St. Louis. The War. The War of Art. The War. Just so everyone I'm that so needed a translation can understand. He said the War. Yeah. That's, that's one of my funny ones that I'll say from time to time. Who's that by? That's funny. Uh, I can't remember, but it, it's the only I'll book called it, yeah. that. It's not The Art of War. That's like Sung Tzu or something like that. But. Um, I, I do have that book still to my desk in my office. The Art of War? No. Yeah. Uh, How to Steal Like yeah. an Artist. I'll, I'll, I'll let you borrow it. You need, okay. You, you I, read I, it. I buy So here's the other thing to do. Okay. And here's another thing from Jim Rohn, actually. <laughs> so this is back from We're like... We're going to get Jim Rohn on yeah, the next episode. You're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> At least a sponsorship or something. You, you can now. like play... Uh, you can play like one of his lectures. The man is um, the man is deceased. Yes. <laughs> the uh, so back in the nineties. So this is you're gonna have to adjust for inflation here. Okay. okay? okay. So he'd say um, his mentor. He, he has a Jim Rohn has a, a an audio series that uh, most people will start the first track and then turn it off. because yeah. it just sounds super cheesy, right? Yeah. Um, but it's excellent stuff. He uh, he talks about his mentor Earl Schoff, who, at age twenty five, kind of taught him how to to approach life, and he says that um, uh, Mr. Schoff said, you know, what does every house that has that's worth two hundred and fifty thousand dollars have in it? Mm-hmm. You guys want no, fancy a guess? I don't know. A uh, toilet. I, they, really? Yeah, yeah but you, that that doesn't start at two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars. Yeah. A nice kitchen. We, we we don't roast in our outhouse. Yeah. Garage. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to bring it full circle. Yeah. Yeah. A garage. Uh, uh, a library. A library. Yes. Okay. Really? Yeah. Every uh, house? Yeah. Uh, no, at 250, that's at $250,000. $250, yeah. So the implication, obviously, mm-hmm. is that... Rich people read. Yes. <laughs> or at least they like to make people think they do. I don't know. Right. But here's, the th- here's what I did. And, I, and this worked really well for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started reading, I think the first book I picked up was a book called Making Ideas Happen. Mm. It was an okay read. It did help get the ball rolling though, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I was in a bookstore. I was in Little Rock while Amber was working at a hospital that day. And um, you were getting coffee in there. No. I was, I was, I got coffee. <laughs> he was getting it coffee. Was, it was, it was uh, Books a Million books over okay. by um, on McCain. Yeah. What coffee did you get? And, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a vanilla latte. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, um, and I was I was looking at the um, I think they were they I think they had moved the terminology from self help to personal development mm-hmm. you know because it's more 
like palatable that way. <laughs> I don't need help. Um, and uh, and I was looking at it, and then there was making ideas happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, just just not too much earlier than that than this day, Amber mm-hmm. had said, "I don't want to hear any more of your ideas unless you're going to actually do one of them." And, oh, s- and oh. so I was like. I got gotcha. you. You know, I that might be good. ADHD people do get a lot of ideas. Yeah, yeah. I, I would yeah. test that to ADHD too. Well, you, it's actually, it's actually not ADHD. Really? Yeah, there's there. It's it's actually more of your personality typing. Okay. Yeah, there's people with ADHD that don't do that don't ideas. ideas. Yeah. Really. Um, but people who do have ADHD and have that personality type. I think that's yeah, a force to be reckoned with. It. Yeah. <laughs> so that book was there and I picked it up and I took it home. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the few books I've bought from a bookstore. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all I'm saying is buy the book, mm-hmm. buy it in hardcover, even buy it used yeah. on Amazon for for the paperback price. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then put it in your library and, and treat it like a trophy case. Yeah. So do you cool. have a library? I do. Really? How many yes. books have you read, do you think? Oh, I don't know. I plus or minus a hundred. It's probably right around a hundred. Dude, that's that's, that's cool. Wild. How much knowledge is in there? No wonder. The, and I, this guy is so smart, dude. The yeah. the I learned more after college than mm-hmm. I learned in college. Yeah. And I took the long road through college. Yeah. I I would agree with that too. Um and I don't read as much as you do. What is but, college? Yeah. No, I'm uh, it's, good. it's an experience. It's an experience. It's, it's an experience. I think it helped develop some of my like life structured things, but not as much what I'm doing structured things. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I am doing nothing that I studied mm-hmm. in college. Yeah. I didn't even read many of the books in college. Too. Well, so, but whose fault is that? Mm-hmm. My own. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my. It's my yeah. fault. Yeah. I left college no more educated than yeah. I went in. I I didn't invest in it. You know? I feel like I went to college because that's what you were supposed to do. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. I don't feel like I now I I will say like it's because I didn't understand what I wanted and I think college did help me figure that out. Like I wanted to go to nursing, I wanted to do law school, I wanted to do all these other things because I thought that I wanted money. And yeah. I didn't end up wanting that, but it helped me realize that that's not what I wanted. So we we came through college mm-hmm. at a very I think what will in hindsight looked like a very specific window of time Mm -hmm. where there was pre federal money college Mm -hmm. where you go to college and you get a job yeah, and that job takes care of you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then there was federal money college. So uh, no child left behind. Everybody Mm -hmm. deserves a fair chance at education. So let's just make the most, most unethical financial circumstance mm-hmm. that we maybe have right now which yeah. is let's let 18 year olds borrow a hundred thousand plus Two, dollars yeah at, with no concept of money and no requirements to borrow boom no I requirements for job no you, Nothing. you it, so he, he, i just because this gets me wrong me too this makes me so mad okay so say say like right now dylan wanted or isaac or whoever they want to go buy a. Two, they have no income. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's just say that that's hypothetical. They want to go buy a two hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah. They are going to require income. They're going to yeah. require credit score. They're going to require all these everything. things. If I'm eighteen and I want to go to college and it's going to cost me two hundred thousand dollars, they don't even ask questions. They just say, "What's your social security <laughs> here, number?" Here, yeah. Here. So I I, so I, I say it like this. I say if, if as an eighteen year old, I'm from St. Louis, so I started banking with Bank of America in St. Louis. 
if I'm an 18-year-old and I walked into Bank of America by my house and I said, I need to speak with a loan officer. Uh, hey, Mr. Loan Officer, my name is Matt Kiefer. I'm a high school student uh, up the street at Afton High School. Um, I have this great idea, and I need about $120,000 for yeah. it. Like, okay, well, Matt, tell me more. Well, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to a private university, and instead of doing it on the traditional four-year track, I'm going to do six years mm -hmm. and graduate with a degree uh, that, well, I'm going to get a great job. Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the job will be, but it's going to be good because I went to college. Yeah. And I'll pay you guys back. <laughs> Do it real quick. Promise. They, I, I had a job in high school, and um, I had to pay for my gas on my car and my insurance. Um, so I understand that um, you know that you need money for stuff. Yeah. Right. Because uh, you know I did those things. Mm -hmm. So what do you say? That bank, that loan officer is going to not give me a loan. That's what <laughs> very quickly. Yeah. He's going to very quickly not he, give you yeah. a loan. In fact, um, if I went to the other bank, his competitor bank, and, mm -hmm. and, and made them the same offer, they also wouldn't give me a loan. It's the only way that a bank would give a loan in that circumstance is if you made it um, uh, impossible for me to declare a bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me to be able to carry debt for the rest of my life. Right. Right. That's the only way mm. that they would make that loan. Uh, but that's not allowed because that's, that's unethical. Yeah. Right. So that's what the government did. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so, so when federal money hit for the, what is it, what do you call it? Secondary education? Yeah. Higher education. I don't know, whatever, whatever, whatever the term is college. college. <laughs> when federal money came to college, uh, all of a sudden, there was a giant pile of money, and all of the universities went grabbing for it. Yeah. And um, curriculums were inflated with silly classes. It became and, straight business. And, straight yep. business. And it became more about, I remember there was a university I almost went to because I was going to get a MacBook. No. Yeah. <laughs> for, be, for, for being, being a, student. a student? Yeah. What? They just yeah. hand out MacBooks? Like Where's that, that at? <laughs> that was I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> So what, Oklahoma Christian, uh -huh. oh, yeah, man. yeah, and and also because I was an underperforming under high school student, Harding, Harding needs to hop on that. They can recruit some yeah. Well, free MacBook. The at at the end of the day, what that ended up causing was for the this the college's priority to be to get as much of that federal money mm -hmm. to grow their business as possible and less about making sure their students were actually there to learn now it is like i said it's completely my fault that i went through and, and, mm -hmm. and left less educated than i went in mm -hmm. um i just shouldn't have been in college in the first place mm -hmm. it's probably the, the truth of the matter i, I would agree with that I am, myself too. i am where i am today and i'm glad that i went through college yeah but i was not appropriate as far as a student mm -hmm. matching to college should be and the um, and I think that if the intention for a university was to educate, they would have known that. Mm -hmm. They would have said, "You are definitely not here to learn right now, and we don't have time for that." I one hundred percent agree and resonate with that with myself. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and so so the the I'd say that the quality of of an approach to education suffered for that. 
But then here's where the real kicker. Everybody is now college educated. So mm-hmm. there is no way to make good on that plan with the bank. Yeah. Like I'm not going to get a great <laughs> job because I went to college. Yeah. Right. I, it's, it, what's almost for sure is I'm not going to get a great job because I went to college. Mm-hmm. If I want that to happen, I'm going to have to get a master's or a, or a PhD. Yeah. And you, do you and, think that was also intentional? I have a theory that it was that it was uh, they were trying to build an elite demand status to push because now you can get higher loans to go to master's programs. Yeah, and well, that, now they're trying to tell you you have to do this, and it's even more expensive and more expensive. That might just be my well. I don't know if theory, that's but. a con- I don't know if that was an intentional conspiracy, but I think that's mm. a natural byproduct. Um, I think I think that's just okay. the way that that unfolds. But two, two different types of thinking right there. Yeah. Well, I can get on yeah. I can get on to some conspiracy thinking. <laughs> but the but but really you have what what you now have is you have an entire um educated class of people mm-hmm. with no means. Well, they have means. But they are not equipped or they, they don't have the power they thought they were going to have. Mm-hmm. In this window that I was talking about mm-hmm. where we were in school. Mhm. We were that in between. Our kids know are going to know, <laughs> right? They're, they're like, do I want to be a doctor? Great, I'm going to college. Do I want to start a business? May not need to. Right. Do I want to be a barista? Definitely, Definitely don't need to. Don't. But really, more actually is, do I want to be a welder? Mm-hmm. Don't need to go to college. Yeah, right. Do I want to a do, farmer? Yeah. There's there's so much that you like don't cushion. need to go to. Well, yeah, yeah I don't know. The, <laughs> it's crazy to me. Huh? We're in that window where we thought you go to college because that's that's the way you that's go. My, you my grandpa you gotta go to college. Yeah, my grandpa. May he rest in. Yeah, he he <laughs> he um he told me over and over again: go to college for two reasons. One, even after even if you can't pay him back for it, they can't take your education away. Mm. And two, if you don't go to college, you'll be asking, do you want fries with that for the rest of your life? Ouch. And then I went to work at Chick-fil-A. I felt targeted. Yeah. I, I started out. I was like, I was like, here I am. Do you want to large those fries? Yeah. 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 That's funny. I, 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 that's one of the things I told Amber right off the bat when I started working. Hey. I started working at Chick-fil-A back when I was, uh, I think, 35. Bro. And so... Um, but you were you did you like immediately start out as manager over there? I so I was offered a drive through director position there. Wow, yeah, wow. which was um, cool. very that's some that's essential. Wait, you were working a lot of hours, probably doing that too. So I was working um, three. So this this was a probably bad idea, but I'm glad I did it. I I was so Wolf had had just been born. Right, Amber's still working at Arkansas Children's mm. Hospital. And I decided that I wanted to run an ultra marathon. As at the same time as we had a kid, I changed a job, and so yeah, I naturally I had, mission. I had to arrange my schedule to three eleven a.m. to eleven p.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at Chick Fil A. Uh huh. And wow. then uh, I did Saturdays like nine to four. Wow. And so what I would do is I would do my running at like. 1.30 in the morning after my 12-hour Chick-fil-A shift oh or my Thursday night Chick-fil-A shift. And I'd go do like a, like a six or eight-mile run midweek, three times a week. And then uh, I'd do my long runs on Sundays. That's... <laughs> 
That's no a lot. excuses. So that That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Days off. So the, I, I remember laying on the floor of Wolf's bedroom, like at six thirty in the morning. Because here's a, here's something for our 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 the people who are listening that don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, kids wake up no matter what time you go to bed. They wake up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ready to go. Yeah. So I remember some mornings laying on the floor in his bedroom while he's like playing on top of me, like half half sleeping, like truly <laughs> sleeping while he's like crawling on top of me because he's one. <laughs> you know, it's like, and just thinking, oh, just give me a little bit more here. <laughs> but yeah, that was a, you know, we made, we made yeah. it through that time. That's, it's just amazing to me. I feel like, like I obviously don't have kids, but. I feel so stressed out with my time management right now. I can't imagine. Like, and then you know, you you have three kids. We have three now. We wow. have uh, Wolf, Ruby, and Layla. That's that's crazy. Hey, this that that's not possible without my rock star yeah. of a wife. Yeah, yeah. Amber's yeah. incredible. Thanks the team. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I I did have one more question for Matt. Oh yeah. This is the last question I had. Okay. And it's not really. It might not even be a question, but I asked. Uh, I've asked. I think I've asked everybody this so far. It's yeah, just like. One thing that I get a lot from people is, like, how have you gotten to where you're at right now? Mm. Um, you know, because they, they see people being a business owner and they think you're doing all this. Yeah, and, everybody and wants to know how you do it. It's like they always want, like, a one-word answer, but, like, it's not just a one-word thing. You know? Yeah. But, like, what would you say to them? Like, if, like, they were like, hey, how, how did you get to where you're at right I, now? I think the first question I'd want to ask back to them, mm-hmm. just to kind of gauge what they're asking, mm-hmm. is where where do you see me at right now? Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, dang. Mm. Yeah. Dang, I've That's never good. thought about asking that. Yeah, like, we, where do you think I am? Yeah, like, what, what when you ask me that question, what have you assumed about what I am mm. right now, right? Because. Dang. Because. Got him. Got reverse. Me. <laughs> you, you put the reverse down. Udo, I swear baby. I'm going to say yeah. that next time. That's reverse. good. That's good. And, and it's, not to, it's not to turn the table. No, no, it's, no. It's because I really want to give them yeah, a, yeah. a good answer. Because if they're, if they're assuming that. I am a business owner that has like made it. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't gotten yeah. to where I am. Right. <laughs> like you still got case. bigger things in the world. Yeah. 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 We have, we have a big plan. We are just at the very start yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, are you allowed to talk about the drive through yet? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's yeah. yeah. Like, in uh, fact, we got great news today. Yeah, well, Thank Thankfully, uh, we are able to start building the okay. thing. We yeah. uh, got awesome. our clearance. So drive throughs coming tomorrow day. Yeah, hopefully about two weeks. We're, really? I don't know. We'll see. That'll yeah. be, You're going to put it up in two weeks? That's the plan. That'll be moving. And it's 100 I'm degrees excited. out. It's I hope 100 it happens. It's 100 degrees outside every yeah. day. I'm and excited. you just got to do whatever you hey, got to do, you, you know? Do whatever you do. Hydrate yeah. and get out there. That's usually the answer I give whenever I get the question I asked you previously is just doing what you got to do, being resilient. And yeah. some days you might have to not sleep. Some days you oh, might yeah. have to work oh, like 15 sure. hours, 20 yeah. hours, you know? And everybody is coming to you with a problem. Yes. So you hear everything. Well, and it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm saying the, when, when you get started, like, like when I started, if you don't know what's going on, you know, yeah. situations, that's, that's my personal experience that I share with everybody is like, you've just got to be resilient, you know? Yeah. So if let's say they're like, well, how did you get to where you can open a business? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that's really, that's really where we are. Yeah. We've opened a couple businesses, right? My answer is, do you read? Right? Because mm-hmm. uh, for me, the difference, the difference maker was 
I started reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At 26, I started reading. Mm. It wasn't four years before I started reaping benefit from it. I, I probably reaped some benefits like after a, a year to yeah. two years. But at about four years, I started to realize I'm actually practicing what I've been reading. Wow. Yeah. Like it, it just becomes Gaining and yeah, practicing that knowledge. Yeah. So uh, at 26, I was a, a regular nightman at Capstone. And uh, I was working the overnight. Mm-hmm. And, and inevitably, every overnight usually descends into... Like at about 2 a.m., the vortex that sucks all life energy opens, and you have to battle that for about 30 minutes. And then when you reign victorious, <laughs> yeah, after wielding your rock star, your five-hour energy or whatever, <laughs> whatever you do, then you have inevitably get into YouTube and start going down the YouTube rabbit holes, right? Oh, yeah. Somewhere along the line, I noticed a friend of mine who, or I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say friend, I'd say uh, a, a peer in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, an acquaintance, somebody who I'm friendly with and, mm. and got along with, but we didn't like hang out all the time. Right, right. But I noticed that he was he was doing what he went to school for, mm. mm-hmm. the same degree as I had. Um, but the difference is, is he's working with a major animation studio doing stuff that he said I, he wanted to do, and I'm sitting in a chair that a lot of people farted in uh, <laughs> overnight and watching YouTube, right? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and there was a. I, I all of a sudden felt this tension. Yeah, and I like and I was like, "What am I doing?" So in, I started re- conflict. It started yeah. smelling bad in there. <laughs> no, it, trust me, I was in a cabin full of uh, guys eighteen years and older. Oh, it was yeah. smelling bad long before oh, yeah. that moment. And um, and I was like, "What am I doing with myself? Mm-hmm. You know, where am I going?" And I have I, I have a lot of dreaming. A lot of visions, vision, visions, not not visions, <laughs> but visionary type things, yeah. where uh, not, nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. So I started reading, yeah, and I noticed as I became the night staff manager and was effectively putting poli- creating policy and effectively leading a leadership team and uh, an entire staff of night staff, and I realized. This is this the this is the culmination of all of those days, mm. all those mornings that I had been reading, and that's not where I didn't stop there. Yeah, that's when um, we started looking at business, and the uh, my ability to go into a leadership role at Chick Fil A in an already entrenched culture with leadership in place, and, and actually, in some ways, I feel like stepping on toes to yeah. do so. Mm-hmm was was only possible because of that effort put in and that time put in and then in addition to that if i had stopped there i wouldn't have been able to continue making the steps we made to actually opening a business so if you're not reading you've got to be reading and i think every single major successful business person that's not me yet will say the exact same thing Mm -hmm. And there's so much beyond just the knowledge. It's mm. the belief in yourself that you're worth putting that effort into mm. that. And that's, that's straight from Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to love yourself enough to feel like you're worth that investment mm. to put the effort in. That's good. Right. What you said yeah. before that reminded me of something he had said too, about like having that inner conversation of like, are you really where yeah. you want to be at? And if you're not, 
can you accept their responsibility and be accountable for that? Yeah, I had that That's same. difficult. Yeah, in college, difficult. I had that same conversation when, with myself when I wanted to date my wife. Yeah. Really? And I was like, yeah, I'm not the person that I need to be for this. Yeah, yeah. Do I yeah. want to be that person or not, right? Mm-hmm. And because um, that's the kind of person Amber is, mm-hmm. just in case you're wondering. <laughs> and, wow. uh, and so, yeah, I would say if you want to get to here, mm-hmm. you need to be investing into yourself, right? That's a good but then you have to have some of the other qualities like mm-hmm. you have to have the grit and the resilience and you have to have the right expectations yeah. of what it means mm-hmm. because you sacrifice mm-hmm. to make this work. And it's mostly unrecognized by anybody except the other people that bear the sacrifice mm-hmm. with you. hundred percent. So like Amber, she knows the sacrifice, yeah. but most of our team members, no clue. They would mm-hmm. never see it. We've had, I've, and I've had team members come in saying they wanted to be involved at that kind of a level. And, and as soon as it started to kind of become a sacrifice, adios. You give them 1%. Not you give even, them 1%, ask yeah. them to take 1% of your sacrifice to, and, and take that on. And, and they're like, whoa, whoa, this isn't what I wanted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you want to identify as an entrepreneur, like truly not the idea of being an entrepreneur, mm. if you want to actually identify as an entrepreneur, there is so much that comes along with that. Yeah. It's actually something that you probably wouldn't want to brag about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if, I think if people are, are, are signaling that they want that they're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I think that they are in love with the idea of it. And mm-hmm. I think that the, the people who know what that means, they don't, there's nothing to brag about. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because what that means is they make life harder for people that they love. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Without yeah. exception. Yeah. Without and, exception. Uh, and and they and, and they also they also carry the belief of others on their shoulders. Mm. Right? Yeah. So it's an I it's a it's a it's a sexy concept, mm-hmm. but it is a much different reality. Dang. That's so well said. I can't even Yeah, really it. that's why yeah. I wanted to ask his I mean, his opinion on that. Um, I, that's the best way to put it, really. I feel now, like. now, don't get me wrong. When I'm driving my my Cybertruck, <laughs> <laughs> but that's how we know when you've made yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like yeah. those are two different conversations. Yeah. We'll have to do a follow. Maybe you're, maybe yeah. uh, if you ever want just a a quick response because somebody don't got time, you just be like, "Well, I'm not driving my Cybertruck yet." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Ask. I, I think ask. I know what you're asking. When you see me in a Cybertruck, <laughs> then ask me that question. I I gained so much just from saying, "Where do you see me?" Yeah. I've, I've like well, this podcast was worth everything in it. Just oh, our guy Zach over here that. is driving a Great driving a, a nice uh, a, a <laughs> cyber truck now. <laughs> Everybody's no, asking about us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, cool. this has been a really good episode. It's yeah. been uh, almost two hours. So man, I did not set out for two hours That's, tonight. Yeah. Well, you know, I, he asked how long. I said thirty to forty-five. Forty forty-five to an hour. No, you said thirty to forty-five minutes. It's in text. Yes. I'm so sorry. I'm so well, sorry. Well, this uh, is actually probably my fault more than it is anyone else's. Zach has baited our guest. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Anyways, we uh, we thank you for coming on, and good luck with yeah, the, the next stages of the drive-through yeah, coming and yeah. everything else. Yeah. So there's a big plan ahead for... Oh, yeah, we didn't get into the master yeah, plan. We, we'll we'll to, and we we'll won't get into the secret one. plan. We can't get into the secret plan. There's a, there's a lot going on. I, I would have shared the master plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well... <laughs> maybe next time we'll get you on again when there's more stuff happening or yeah. something you know who knows it's been good but yeah, uh thanks. We appreciate you man yeah, yeah it's my pleasure